welcome to Zephyr Podcast Sessions with your host, me, Scott Howland. To find out more about Zephyr and how we're helping leading brands and businesses with customer journey orchestration, visit www.zephr.com. Hey, and welcome to the Zephyr podcast session. Uh, we're back today, and it's great to be joined by Josh Bloom. Hey, Josh, how are you? Great. Thank you so much for having me. No problem at all. So, Josh, for our listeners, could you uh, introduce yourself, what you do, and kind of your day-to-day role? Sure. So I'm a freelance TV producer or sort of content consultant. I'm freelance, as I said, now, but until recently, I was head of video at Mumsnet, but I've also spent some time at Red Bull, The Economist, Eurosport, Formula One, and many other sort of big brands and publishers. Nice. Some of my favorite brands in there. Um, Mumsnet has been a go-to for me over the past few years with my my young daughter. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone discovered, well, most people discover Mumsnet at some point of their uh, development through life. It's uh, it's helped me a, a, an awful lot, um, especially in those first few months. Um, but look, um, some some great brands in there. You're doing a lot of stuff, and obviously, what we're going to talk about today is, as you said, you're you're doing a lot of TV kind of producing or video content producing. Um, why do brands leverage video? Is going to be the theme of this today. So uh, probably a good place to start. Why do brands leverage video? I mean, it's a really interesting question, and I think. If we, I think this will be a really interesting thing to jump into. I think sometimes brands think it's a good thing to do without thinking it through and how it affects the wider business. And that's probably the most interesting thing. Brands who don't think about the wider business strategy of why they make video and what it's going to affect tend to end up in bad times. You know, is video a tool for conversion, brand awareness? You know, are you driving specific product lines to make money as, as video is an out and out? Is it an SEO play? You know, it's a massive part of that. And so, there are so many different reasons why brands could or should start to leverage video, but it's one of those things where it can get quite qu- expensive quite quickly if you're not careful. And I guess that is kind of where things have changed over over recent years. Um, take it back maybe five years even, or let's say 10 just for, just for the sake of this. Um, phones, probably video on phones wasn't good enough. Um, uh, it wasn't good enough quality to kind of release to the public. Now with iPhone 11 or even the iPhone 11 Pro now with the camera it's got on it, uh, anyone can do video? Is that fair to say? Or is that is that a real bad statement? No, I don't think so at all. I think you're right. And so far as the the quality of the camera that you carry around in your pocket now is unrecognizable to the what to five, 10 years ago. And you're right that an iPhone camera in good light is a pretty decent camera, to be fair. And it will, and of course, it will never hold a candle to sort of the more expensive, proper professional products. But if you want, for instance, if you decided that the look and feel of your brand is a bit raw and a bit more emotional, a bit more direct, maybe sort of influencer based, you might want that look and feel of mobile phone footage. You might not want to have a beautifully polished end product that has, uh, which has been shot by a professional video camera. So I think you're right. It has taken video to the masses somewhat. And obviously the rise of TikTok and Instagram influencers and what have you and YouTube bloggers have really shown what it can do in a world, as you said, the five, 10 years ago, that just wasn't possible. And uh, kind of, uh, I'll probably come on to TikTok a bit later because that's uh, kind of a, well, a new fad come around, so to speak. Um, But um, 
with regards to the the camera statement i guess that's more around you do have to have a strategy because anyone could go and video content release content put it on twitter put it on facebook whatever that might be so when a brand is leveraging video what essentially are their their first kind of ports of call to when they want to create a strategy what 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 would you say are the the kind of key elements to help them start a um a video strategy i think if i was advising a company i would say what first of all what is your north star goal what is the most important kpi for your company is it conversions is it brand perception change is it all about s is it about getting people into the funnel what is it subscriptions what's it all about so i would say pick your north star goals and then think video is an incredibly powerful tool expensive but powerful tool often to run and start to think about how it can affect it. So, for instance, The Economist have done a really wonderful job of they wanted to reach younger people. They um, historically have been quite an older readership, you know, and there were some perceptions that it was a, a magazine for bankers, which isn't true. It's a wonderful paper, um, a brand I'm a real advocate for. Um, and they've used their video content, particularly on third-party platforms, to show that it is a brand which is talking about issues that affect us all today, not just things that maybe people who weren't familiar with the brand would assume they talk about currency mergers and acquisitions, that sort of stuff, but really uh, important political aspects of our time. And if you want an example of how video can help a brand more recently in Mumsnet's, we had a reviews part of the website and we wanted people to stay on those pages longer. And they were very good reviews. They were written by journalists and they were really thorough in how they looked at some of the products in question. Like if, if you're a dad, like buying baby products, you'll know is one of the most like baffling and complex things you'll do. And there's so much you can buy for so much amounts of money. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and like things like buggies, like you just want to see how they assemble or how they, they fold down or fold up because they're a night, they can be a nightmare. And so we decided as a team to try and, a handful of hero product pages make videos on that site. Sometimes it was just a simple 30-second video of watching a pram fold up and down just so you can see the mechanism. Or for some things which are more expensive, say like the travel system, which, you know, if you're not a parent, they cost upwards of 500 quid. It's a thorough review of what, why we thought this was the best one and, what, and, and the features it has. And on those pages where we placed video, the dwell time on them went up by an average of 50 seconds once we placed a video. So that's without a video versus with one. And that's a really good example of how using video can make a direct impact on the wider business goals. Because obviously dwell on pages is linked to advertising revenue and, and uh, your ranking in Google is linked to dwell as well. And so those, those things are really interesting. And, this, and interestingly enough, this is an, one way we were clever and thought about how video could affect the wider business goals. We knew that for a handful of terms, uh, these review videos would do really well SEO-wise in ranking not only on Google, which has ring fence sort of video box offerings on its SERP pages, but also a dedicated video tab, as you know, but also on YouTube, which people tend to forget is the world's second largest search engine owned by the first. And for a key, some key terms, uh, like best travel system, best push chair, best breast pumps, you know, all, all these um, very, you know, quite niche, but quite large parenting terms, we were starting to rank first, second and third. And it was, and that in turn, knocked on to the, some of the brand goals that we had as a company trying to reach younger parents. So that's just an interesting model of how video when done right and when you think it through in the round can affect things. But at the same time, if you just make video and go, oh, you know, it'll probably help our SEO and it'll probably help our brand image, it tends up doing none of those things. And it's not like 
writing something where you can just edit it again later or perhaps or you can just get a freelancer into do it you can obviously get freelancers into do video but they're a lot more expensive if you want to do it to a high standard and it's also much more time consuming when you think about the filming and the editing that goes on no absolutely and there's a lot of different uh, things you have to think about when coming to video uh, i totally get that and i really like the idea of the north star goal what is that what are you working towards and then work back from there kind of uh, what is your strategy what are you looking to get from it is it increased uh, as you say like uh, the dwell time at 50 seconds that's it's a great extra amount of time on the page and when it comes to ads and the viewability and 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 the ads on the page um, that's going to increase your increase your revenues which is which is great direct ROI from the videos and where you're putting those on the pages which is really interesting now obviously uh, video can work really well <laughs> you've just given a good example of that have you got any examples of where video can be done badly as tempting as it would be to take shots at people, um, I think I think there's almost like a, a, a bit of a union uh, insofar as so I'm not going to sit here and name people, but I can tell you what, what when I've seen things go badly, why that's happened. Um, I think it's really interesting if you look, at, especially if you look at one of the biggest areas of video, which is branded content. I think often where it's fallen down is the wrong K. It's been linked to the wrong KPIs. I think that's really interesting. So I think offering branded content for things like awareness is re- i think it will always struggle it's just not what branded content does well um and i've seen a lot of deals where we're just, oh, we'll make something for you and, and it will be it'll just drive awareness and you're like mm, well actually that's the job of display display will always do that better than branded content however if you're looking for engagement consideration brand affinity brand persuasion that's different and that's where branded content can make a massive difference. And we've, again, most recently in Mumsnet, we've had a really, um, we've done some really enjoyable branded content pieces where we were true to our brand vision, which was to make parents' lives easier. So we did a really good one, for example, um, with a toothpaste, a toothpaste brand uh, about how to brush your kids' milk teeth, which is something that, again, if you're, if you're a parent, you know, is it's an absolute nightmare when you're trying to wrestle this kid into trying brushing their teeth. Uh, or how or we did a project with Public Health England on how to breastfeed your newborn. Again, it's valuable information for new parents, but it has obvious brand tie-ins. And again, it was about engagement, brand affinity for, um, for the toothpaste company um, and, engage, and, and sort of um, persuading people to do things. And that's where branded content could be much more helpful. But the amount of um, pitches I've seen or pro- or, and products I've seen where they're like, well, clearly, you know, we'll just, it'll, it'll just, a lot of people will talk about it. Very few brands, very few videos get there. Some do, obviously. Like, you know, there, there's always a story of people like Nike, like I'm a Londoner, that branded content was fantastic and everyone talks about it and it's in everyone's consciousness now. But you're talking about the less than the top 1% of that. Below that cream of the crop, there is 99% more of videos that have been seen by a handful of people because it was leveraged against the wrong KPIs. And those KPIs, I'm assuming, have always been the goal to work towards for these brands obviously sometimes they execute in the wrong way or 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 totally the right way by accident um so i guess it totally depends on how you approach this but that that it still all goes back to that north star goal it's it's coming around that idea that it's around the the bigger strategy rather than um than just recording a video for the sake of it question on obviously the last few months things have changed and we were talking just before we hit record how uh podcasts everyone's doing a podcast everyone's talking recording doing things has that changed in video as well do you think i think um 
people's expectations of video during lockdown have changed um, because they're aware that pe I think there is a public awareness that people are finding it very challenging to get to their kit. So there is a general acceptance of people doing what they can in the in, in what they have. So I think that's I think there is a there has been a shift there, but I think it has made it more. I think people are understanding that you can make good content easier now. And I think it does stretch people's uh, creativity if you can't get to great cameras and um, uh, and things that you would ordinarily go to. Podcast is a really interesting one. Like podcasts, I, I was, I've been curious to see what the effect on podcasts could have because my theory was, and I think it was the theory of most of the industry, that podcasts were driven by uh, by commuting. Uh, I have half an hour to myself in the morning or an hour to myself in the morning on a packed train, whatever. I'll just settle down listening to a podcast. And obviously most for most people, that's now gone. Um, so it'll be interesting to once lockdowns ended, we can really take stock of the numbers. It'll be really interesting to see what podcasts um, have, how podca podcast listening habits have changed, um, and how things that were maybe worked on commutes no longer work, and how maybe more, uh, and how different formats for people who are just stuck in their homes most of the day are starting to emerge. And I think that's going to go on for a while yet. Who knows how long the, the, the no commute kind of thing is going to go on for. Um, and But what we have seen over the last, and take podcasts as a, as a key kind of area there of content, we've seen the likes of Spotify start making moves in, in acquiring the rights to certain podcasts, primarily for their um, their their platform. So Joe, um, Joe Rogan, was it, that had uh, 100 million mm. um deal with them i think king kardashian's just done one as well it's just it's very uh, there's still positive moves working in that way but maybe those podcasts aren't kind of the commuting podcasts they're a little bit different so obviously there's there's different ways of looking at that um obviously with video um uh, it, it's kind of easily get started if you had to give t three top tips to start in video content what would they be i think if you're going to start if you want to do it, so if you want to do it with minimal budget, I would embrace it. I would embrace your video strategy on platforms where not being super high end works to your advantage. Things like Instagram Stories, for instance, work better as mobile phone footage, um, and, and you can embrace that, and it can feel more authentic. As we discovered, one of the you know the rise of influencers has shown you that authenticity is perhaps one of the most important things. And if you're making stuff that doesn't look totally awful on a mobile phone. On, on platforms where that is common, I think that will work really nicely. In terms of more technical aspect, one thing I tell a lot of people is that your ears are offended before your eyes, uh, and that's vital. So if you want to get started in sort of longer to, longer video content or things where people you really want people to, um, to listen or pay attention for longer periods of time, I would invest in a good microphone um, and start to separate out your video, <clears throat> excuse me, from your microphone which is quite easy. You can buy a, a decent uh, microphone now for about 20, 50 quid. Um, uh, because if, if you think about it, watching a video, uh, think about a Zoom call, in fact, you would you can just about cope with blocky video during a video call. But the minute you start to hear people talk like this, when you're dropping... I actually, I actually thought it was doing it then. That was a really good impression. So I was like, whoa, what's happening? <laughs> your your um, your acceptance level for that is, no, I can't be dealing with this. Like your ears really do get offended before your eyes. So sort your sound out first and foremost. And then, and then also um, another tip would be think about lights. Um, most camera phones are great in good light. 
Um, and if you want to start filming stuff, just make sure that you're in daylight or that you have really good access to light. When most cameras, uh, um, phone cameras fall down, is poor lighting and they start to what we would develop call artifacts so they get very blocky in dark spaces so again it doesn't have you don't have to buy an expensive lighting rig although you can just try and film in daylight with all the lights on and if another thing that uh, i think is really really good is start experimenting uh, and edit with basic graphics i think they can get you out of quite a lot of holes editing wise and also just perk it up um after you know things like premiere and after effects go very very deep and you can learn as much as you want in those things but learning the basics there can really give your videos a level of production quality that can make them stand out. And finally, if you have the budget, I would look at freelance talent. Um, if you're if you're a company, and you say, you know, what? I really want to make vlogs for LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn is becoming a massive content hub. I want to make vlogs for LinkedIn. I want to make better brand um, product videos, whatever. Freelancers are fantastic. Like they are, you know, they are relatively expensive insofar as an upfront cost but obviously they are you can get them in for as little or as much as you want and they can do a very specific brief for you if you've met if you've shot if you've shot some video content that you think needs perking up hire a great graphics person who can really give it a bit of jazz perhaps you um perhaps you want to hire the kit and the cameraman to come film a really wonderful product video for you that they're in and out in the day and you don't have to worry about hiring a you know, long expensive expensive hiring process keeping people in if you decide that actually after three months this whole thing hasn't totally worked out that well you don't have to let people go there are some wonderful wonderful freelancers out there and a lot of them are very um really open to discussing these ideas with you uh, and are obviously experts in their field so that that would be my other final piece of advice there are some wonderful freelancers out there that you can that you can talk to um who can give you for a fraction of the money you'd spend on a staff hire and do some fantastic work for you absolutely and i'll get you to uh, introduce your own how to get in contact in a second um just a thought off that obviously linkedin uh, video content has has been kind of thriving over the last few months um bringing that through to the new linkedin live feature i think is in beta with a lot of different people um how does live differ from um uh, like staged videos or however you want to name them live is challenging um I think it's I think one of the issues of course is that you just don't have that like you have to do everything on your feet some people find it quite easy to sort of to present but the technical challenges particularly what we're discussing like sound that's quite challenging because you need some level level of equipment to bring in sound from microphones that you've got people around into a computer which is then broadcasting out it's again it's by no means it has to be expensive and you have to do it in the studio not at all but it does require a bit of thinking about in advance um, so I think live's really. I think live is really interesting. LinkedIn's a weird one. I, I'm curious to see how link, uh, live on LinkedIn works because I don't know about you, but that's just not how I use LinkedIn. I enjoy seeing um, blogs from people, and sort of in my industry, I really enjoy the Goat um, the Goat Blogs, which is an influencer agency, and for a production house, I enjoy Perspective Pictures, um, who do <clears throat> blogs twice or three times a week, or a sort of production company. And I enjoy watching those because I'd, I'd, I'd go on LinkedIn when I have a minute, but i will be interesting to see how live works on LinkedIn. I don't see how it will. I'm not sure how it would, would work. But again, I'm, I, I'm, if I'm proved wrong, I'll be excited because it will be an interesting way of talking to people. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a few people that I follow or connected to that, that are part of that beta program. So you get notifications here and there. It's, um, it's, it's a weird one, though, because obviously most of the time you get a notification, you're, you're relatively tied up doing something so you can't watch it there and then and you have to go and watch it back and then you can't interact until after so there's a lot of different things that that kind of change the concept there um 
look, it's great to get that intro um, uh, to why brands are leveraging video. Some great tips within this. Um, Josh, obviously you're doing a lot of freelancing and things like that, and you're going back to that. Um, how do people get in touch with you if they are interested in learning more or looking into a video strategy? I think just say hello on LinkedIn, I think. We were talking about it just now. So um, feel free to uh, add me as a connection on, on LinkedIn and um, happy to have a natter with people and um, and discuss it and discuss what the challenges are and the, way, the potential ways forward. Absolutely. A couple of random questions at the end then. Mm. So um, uh, I'm curating a, um, a feel-good, well, it was uh, a feel-good summer playlist for, for the podcast um, as I look out the window and it's raining, um, <laughs> but that's always good. Um, so uh, if there was a song you would add to that playlist, what would it be? Oh, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, about a year ago, I know it was a year ago, in fact, because Google reminded me, I went down to Brighton to see Block Party, who were one of my favourite bands growing up. Um, so I would say um, This Modern Love by Block Party um, would go on that le- that list. Um, it makes me quite happy. Uh, and it's uh, a, a, threat, a, um, a flashback to when I was younger. Uh, uh, and uh, I, yeah, I think a great band. Yeah, absolute great band. And uh, I've seen them various times over the years. Um, I did actually, I, I live near Brighton and I actually missed that gig, unfortunately. That's but um, <laughs> I'm very jealous. Um, so, and then um, my last question is, um, we are, after lockdown, we, we've been to a bar and uh, we get to, the, get to the bar and we're ordering a drink. What's your dr- go-to drink of choice? Again, another good question. Um, I do like an ale, um but um seeing as hopefully we'll be out of lockdown in summer now i think i don't think you can beat a gin and tonic in um in summer there's something about a gin and tonic in summer that just just seems to work but in deepest dark if, if it's a bit longer and we're still um uh not going to bars until um until autumn i think we'll switch to ale very very good choices look josh great to speak to you great to have you on the zephyr podcast sessions many thanks for your time and uh i hope all the freelance work goes well over the next few months Thank you. Pleasure to talk to you.